Hello everyone, this is 3CR Sports Show. I'm Don Arasin and once again I'm joined by James Slater. Say hello. Hi. Uh, so today we're just going to be giving a preview for this weekend's Premier League games and just any general sports chat at the end of the show. So we'll start off by previewing Liverpool v Arsenal, probably the biggest game of the weekend. What are your general thoughts on it as a Liverpool fan? Um, I would say I would say it's definitely a time where we need to get a win and start a run again because we've been in a, a rut for the last five, six weeks and we were on a good run, uh, but we started we started losing and drawing and just playing poorly. And I think it's a huge game for us to get back to winning ways. Although I don't see us I don't see us winning the game. Yeah, see, I was I seen a stat earlier on today where uh, Liverpool at the uh, first of the, the turn of the year on New Year's Day they had forty three points and now they have forty nine points if I'm not mistaken. So that's a that's a pretty damaged statistic. That's pretty terrible. Uh, they did lose to Leicester last week as well, so we'll yeah. maybe get into that a little bit later. But from the Arsenal perspective, I, I'm also a bit nervous coming into this game because we have been struggling quite a lot of late. We've not been great. We weren't able to play last week um, against Saints, who were in the Capital One Cup final, of course. Capital One Cup, that's not even what it's called for. EFL Cup, sorry. And uh, so we might be a bit rusty coming into the game, but uh, hopefully uh, Wenger can get the tactics spot on this time and we can get a big away win. I mean, hopefully, hopefully we have another, we have another classic like last season that finished three oh. three. I mean, I doubt it, but I mean, it would be it would be pretty great. Yeah, even the game this season at the Emirates was four three as well. So yeah, this, I mean, this, this has some history of having some I mean, it would be interesting to see whether uh, Wenger plays Sanchez up front or Giroud. You know what I mean? It'd be or, interesting to see or yeah. whether he plays Chamberlain in midfield again or. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel Chamberlain should be getting a game in the middle of the park, considering the amount of injury we have. He's been one of our best players when he's been playing there, but then he was torn out of that position to play out wide as well, not to in, in our last game, which is a bit of a shame. But uh, with the injuries we have, I'd say Chamberlain and Jacques are probably our best midfield duo. Hopefully, we'll be playing a four-three-three. I feel like the four-two-three-one won't be stable enough with just Xhaka and Chamberlain or Xhaka and Coquelin or whoever we decide to play in the centre mid. I don't feel that's uh, enough to to stop the threat of Liverpool when they get going they're a really difficult team to stop as is evident from their early performances this season yeah especially I think uh, Coughlin's had a bad few weeks honestly in the middle of the weeks. park um, so be inter- it will be interesting to see whether he starts uh, against Liverpool but I, I don't think he will I think Chamberlain will start again yeah see I think so as well but the thing is as well especially if you play Coughlin in midfield against Liverpool with the pressing system that Klopp uh Klopp play, gets his team to play uh, I feel like he'll definitely be exposed by that he's he'll be not, under pressure to play yeah. quick passes and he, he, he might cause mistakes yeah on the ball he's he's far from he's far from yeah, I think the ball. although Chamberlain isn't a midfielder I think he has a he has a quicker mentality for playing the ball quicker when he's getting close oh, down yeah, definitely, 100%. I think Coughlin just panics a little bit yeah he's, he's very he, uh, Coughlin as well has visions of grandeur too where he likes to think he's amazed on the ball and tries to play these cross field passes that really irritate me he does it mm. four or five times a game which is very irritating yeah. I'm not sure for El Nene even if we don't play uh, a Chamberlain in the midfield if we get El Nene in the team I'll be quite happy with that he's great for keeping possession I think he'll be useful because his uh, his engine in the midfield would help us maybe yeah, bypass great energy. Press too. yeah he's a fantastic player I feel you should get some more game time speaking of an Arsenal player you should get more game time Lucas Perez is one player who has struggled for minutes especially in the Premier League this season what are your thoughts on his season so far? Um, I think I think I was a bit surprised when they bought him because I felt I felt one good season in the Spanish league yeah. didn't score a load of goals. He did. He did well. He did decent, but I don't think it warranted a move to a, a top three Premier League club. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't expecting him to be the new star striker that Arsenal fans have been craving for years. You know what I mean? I was expecting them to maybe go for a Cardi or Higuain, but they went with Perez, and you know. 
Yeah, I feel like he. I feel like he could easily be playing in this team too because I feel like a Wolby in the last few weeks as a young player. I feel like he's uh, he's just not produced anything. He's not been creative enough. He's not held onto the ball. He's not been beating beating men like he used to be. So I feel like Lucas Perez, even on the left hand side, would be useful. Uh, and especially on the right hand side, I feel like whenever he plays, he's a lot more. Uh, he's a lot more. What's the word? I'm looking for creative on the ball. A lot more. He has got, has a lot more substance to his play than Theo Walcott, who's mainly just goals and doesn't really contribute much else. I think. Um I actually I really like Awobi, so I do. Yeah, he's got too. praise from Sir Alex Ferguson as well, he's who said that player. said that he's a player to watch. But I think um, in the game against Chelsea, um, it was probably it was his worst ever was. game. Oh. I don't think I can remember him having a shot on target or off target or even. Create. I think he shot had a shot in the first few minutes. And it, just, it, it, it wasn't wide. No, okay, but like other, but that was, after that he was anonymous. Yeah, the whole game. I he can't I can't ball. remember him creating a chance yeah. for this for a forward in Arsenal's team. Yeah. I think that was his worst ever game. I feel like he's a brilliant prospect, but I feel like he needs to be given a, a bit of breathing room and taken out yeah. of the team and out of the firing line because even Arsenal fans, especially online, are starting to get on his back. And I feel yeah. with a prospect who's that good, you don't want to force him to feel all that pressure on his back at such yeah. a young age. I feel like a lot of English young talents have had that before. I know that it will be picked Nigeria, but he did, He has grown up a lot of his life in England. So yeah, I think he needs a bit of a inspiration, maybe an older player that plays in his position as maybe yeah. a guide. Yeah, I, I think he's too. he's a bit he's young and immature. He's got a lot to grow. I feel but so. But I think he's definitely been off the off the boil yeah, for he's been off a couple the boil. of weeks. That's definitely a good way to put it. I feel like he's been played out of position too. Wenger like has this habit of uh, playing players out wide when their central players he did it with Nasri. He did it with Ramsey, especially who got a lot of hate for that. Yeah. And I feel like he's never really shaken that even with his brilliant season a few years back. And yeah. uh, I feel Awobi just needs. If uh, well, it's not like Ozil's performing at the top of his game either. I feel maybe it, not this weekend, of course, but maybe a chance given uh, it will be a chance at number ten. I feel that's where he, he'll shine the most. Uh, so, what are your predictions for the game? What do you feel from more of a Liverpool perspective? Um, well, I mean, I'm dead and buried on a a loss. You know what I mean? Because of a poor yeah, I run. I mean, I mean, I'm skeptical of a win, but um, as you said before, Arsenal might be a bit rusty, not playing. I mean, the game could go either way. It could it could be an excellent game with band of bad defending and loads of goals, or it could be cagey, a one nil or yeah. a one one. But uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say maybe a draw. Yeah. I, th- I think I think um, no and Arsenal have been rusty, not playing, and Liverpool have had a perform. So I think I might go for a one one draw. That's a good shout. I feel like Klopp has got a really really. Uh Good record so far in big games for for Liverpool as well, which kind of makes me worried as an Arsenal fan myself. So, I would take probably at this stage, as uh, as poor as our season's really going so far in the last couple of weeks, I probably would take the one one draw as well myself. Yeah. Hopefully we could sneak the win, but uh, with players like Mane, Coutinho, uh, Firmino, yeah. and if any of them turn up on form, then it could be a completely different. I feel like today. I feel like there's a there's a lot of last ditch tackles in this kind of game. Yeah. So I think maybe there could be a red card. Yeah, oh, that's a good show. I, I think I think there I think someone might get a second yellow, maybe possibly Jacka. You know his yeah, he's got a his his his, uh, sure. his history of indisciplines quite quite big. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, he's 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 not covering himself in glory in that side of his game anyway. So we'll leave Liverpool Arsenal for there there for now, and we'll move on to Spurs v Everton. Uh, two very very good teams, you'd have to say, are going to clash here at uh, White Hart Lane. And uh, Spurs last week coming off a four 0 win against Stoke with Hurricane getting his third hat trick in nine Premier League games. Uh, not nine, probably his last nine in all competitions. But he's uh, he's just been fantastic as usual this season. I think he's the first player in a few in maybe two decades to reach uh, twenty goals three seasons in a row, if I'm not mistaken. So I feel that's fantastic achievement for him. What? How do you see this game going? Um, I think this is I think this is the game to watch at the weekend. Yeah. I know people will say 
Liverpool and Arsenal. I think Liverpool and Arsenal will be a KG affair, but I think Spurs and Everton, I think this could be an excellent game. Two excellent teams, two excellent managers with yeah, great especially. tactical abilities. Um, both both teams have excellent forward players as well, and Spurs have Ali and Eriksson trying to support Kane. And Everton, Everton bought Lukman from uh, Charlton. He's doing quite well. He settled yeah. in very quickly. Um, and Lukaku as well. I fancy Lukaku uh, going at uh, Spurs' defence. But yeah. I uh, I fancy this game to be possibly the game of the weekend. I agree. These teams always have, well, always do have seen to have good games whenever I watch them, especially with Pochettino versus Koeman is a, a match that I'm really interested in watching too. They're both very good tactical managers, like you said. Yeah. I'd like to see... Uh, Great personalities uh, too. Yeah, very, very good. So do you know if uh, Danny Rose is back this week? That's something I failed to look up if he's back from injury yet. Because he has been out. Danny Rose. Danny Rose. Um, I'm not sure if he's back. I'm not sure. I feel that could if he if he's still not back. I feel that could be a major miss for uh, yeah. for Spurs because I think he's I, vital to the way they play. I, th- I think I fancy Lookman with his pace against Davis. Uh, yeah, possibly Ben Davis. I feel has been a bit exposed this season. Yeah. I used to be of the opinion that he was a better fullback than Rose, but Rose has really proved himself and come on over the last few years. Yeah. So him and Walker are a pivotal to Spurs's uh, Spurs's overall play. So without that, without one of the other, they seem a bit unbalanced to me. Yeah. I feel like a. Though uh, I feel Son could cause a bit of a problem for uh, Everton. He's always he's always buzzing around. He's always what you call yeah. it, into great goal scoring opportunities. He might not be the best finisher, or he might not be the most composed yeah. player you'll ever see. But his movement is fantastic. I feel like he could cause a yeah. lot. Of he can for he Evan. can he can get goals here and there. He might go two or three weeks without a goal or assist, and yeah. then for two weeks he gets two hat tricks. You know, yeah, I mean? exactly. he, you don't he always know. Pops up with you don't know what's on. He could yeah. come up or not turn up at all. Exactly, and and then I feel like we haven't really mentioned Ali as much as he probably deserves it. He was sent off not too long ago in the Europa League for a, a bit of a vicious challenge, but in the Premier League it's undoubted of just how good this kid is. He came in last year from MK Dons, uh, from League One, and he's just he's been a regular for Spurs. He's been fantastic this whole way through as well. So, yeah, what do you think of him? He's such a brilliant prospect. I uh, I think. The future is very bright for him and yeah. England as well. I think England will be will be excited to have him as an asset for the for the future of their team. Yeah. Um. I think I think he needs to work on his discipline though. He's he's yeah. quite a young player, but I think he has a side of him that's a bit it's a bit too bullish. I think he needs to hold back sometimes. Yes. But I he's he's quite a competitive player. He wants to win and he wants to work hard for the team. So there's that side too. That's that's very positive. Yeah. You definitely can't criticize him for having a, a lack of a winning mentality because he's definitely. He seems to sulk even slightly when he doesn't get to yeah. win. So you can tell he wins a lot means a lot to him. So other than that, Everton, uh, at problems at the back possibly with uh, Bale, Baines getting a bit old. Do you reckon they should uh, look for an upgrade on him in the near future? He's still been performing quite well. I feel like that's a bit harsh of me to say problems at the back. But I feel he's in his maybe 32, 33 now. I feel like yeah. possibly with the the ta- uh, the burdens of attacking on a modern fullback too, especially I feel Baines might struggle with that in the next few years. Yeah, well... They have a few. They have a few uh, old players in their team, like Baines and Barry, and yeah. Ashley Williams isn't getting any younger. Jagielka as well. That's true. Their defense is quite aging. Um, even Coleman's 27, 28. Yeah, now. they're they're they've got a few players that are on the wrong side of thirty. 30. I agree. Or on the wrong side of their twenties, and even yeah. in mid early thirties. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, how they how beef up that. their squad in the summer. Yeah, I feel transfers. Was a brilliant signing. Sorry to cut you off. I feel he was brilliant yeah. for them. He he could be the when Barry the finally retires. Barry, definitely, he yeah. could be a good replacement in midfield with Idrissa Gay. Yeah, oh, him and Gay. I feel it would be a fantastic partnership. And just before we get off this game, I want to uh, quickly ask you about 
what do you think is going to happen to James McCarthy as we are based in Ireland? What do you think is his next move? Um, he's struggled a bit of late, really, to get into the Everton team. He's struggled he's he's, with injuries as well. He's had quite a lot of injuries this season. Um, I like him as a player, especially for the Irish team. I think he works hard. I know Eamon Dunphy's hated on him <laughs> in the last year and a half. I don't think Eamon Dunphy believed in him as a player, but I think he's got a great engine for the Irish midfield. And yeah. he, I think I think he's got a he's a pretty good backup for Everton as well. If they if Schneiderlin or Gay got injured, yeah. but. Um, I think he deserves to start in a Premier League team, so I'd like it, yeah. I'd like to see him maybe leave in the summer and seek first team. Yeah, games. definitely. It wasn't even that long ago that he's been linked with Arsenal and stuff as a defensive midfielder yeah, and Man United too. Yeah, so he, he 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 does have a lot of talent in him. It's just a matter of him avoiding these injuries, really. So I guess we'll leave the Everton Spurs game as well behind us. So we'll move on to a London derby: West Ham hosting Chelsea at the London Stadium. I believe these two met in either the EFL Cup or the FA Cup not this season as well and there was issues again at the London Stadium it was one of the biggest uh, problems there so far How? what are, you, are your opinions on West Ham and how they've overcome the kind of struggle they've had at London Stadium when they first moved there well I was I was very sceptical um, that they might have been in relegation trouble because I really like Bilic me too I think he's a winner I think he's a fighter um, and he had an excellent first he had an excellent first oh, season probably. with them they had a lot of great players Um but this season they dropped off, and I was getting a bit worried for them. I thought the whole Payat debacle would have oh, yeah. caused the atmosphere at the club to just go down to zero. But they f- they thankfully just fought through. Just, it. Yeah, yeah, they they sold Payat and just just finished the situation and concentrated on uh, success at the club. So um, I'm actually glad to see them uh, turn it around because I do like West Ham as a club and their manager and. Especially them moving to the Olympic Stadium as well. It should be. It should actually be a bright future for them as a club. Yeah, I agree completely. As a boy who who grew, who was born and kind of grew up a little bit near London as well, like near the London Stadium, my dad lives just around the corner from it. It's quite nice to see them do quite well, like to kind of turn their fortunes around because they were, as you said, really were struggling at the start of the season, especially at home to get any results. Yeah, Andy Carroll, I'm pretty sure he got injured again. So, how big a miss do you think he could be for this Chelsea game? I mean, as an aerial threat, um, one of the best, definitely. I mean, Louise has been one of the best players this season, but I think aerial, aerially against uh, strong, tall players, I think he, I think he struggles. I think yeah. he struggles a little bit. But yeah, Andy Carroll's a great asset for them, um, especially up front. You know, if if the passing and movement game isn't playing, they can bring on a, a big striker and play. You know what I mean? As a, as the forward line, but yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good asset for them. Yeah, he's another player who, like McCarthy's been kind of uh, besmirched with injuries in the last few years. Especially, yeah. it's not even that long ago where he came off the bench. Well, I think he might have started actually against Arsenal. He got that hat trick in the three three draw. He's a, I feel like he's a fantastic player. He's quite underrated after his poor spell at Liverpool. I feel like he'll always get. I reckon if he stayed fit, he'd get you easily fifteen league goals in a season if he could stay yeah. fit for a full year. He's a great player for me. I don't think I don't think he's gonna have a season where he's fully fit. Though, no, I don't honestly, think so, I think he's. I think this. It happens to a lot of players in football. I think he's going to have the kind of career where he has nig- niggling. Injury, yeah, yeah, has has blighted with injuries almost every season, and maybe gets maybe twelve or thirteen games every season. You know what I mean? But yeah. I hope that doesn't happen to him because I do like him. Me too. I like him as well. So we'll talk about Chelsea for a little bit before we make our final preview. What do you reckon? How do you reckon? How well? Sorry, do you reckon Conte has done this year? Like how good a job has he done? I mean, Hard to understand it, really. I think I think he's done brilliant. I mean, when I was doing my predictions at the start of the season, I had Chelsea to finish fifth because the players they had in their team, depending on who Conte bought in the summer, the players they had in their team, the way they just collapsed under Mourinho, I I just couldn't see them getting in the top four. And then Conte comes in and he buys a couple of players, Batshuayi, Louise, 
and you wonder Alonso too, and he gives gives Moses a better chance, and you just. I think the question of what formation he was going to start with as well was a big factor. Yeah. But I had them down to finish as in fifth because I didn't think I thought he would struggle in his first season, but they've been absolutely brilliant. So they have. It's actually crazy too because the players they brought in, I felt like they didn't even buy that well in the summer, bringing in players like a uh, I thought would have been the best of their summer signings, but really he's the one who's not done anything. Yeah. Like Alonso never really impressed me at Fiorentina or even in yeah. his, as a youngster at Bolton or yeah. anything like that. He never really stood out to me. I felt it was a bit weird spending twenty six or so million on him. Yeah. I feel like uh, Louise as well was a bit of a questionable buy. I was like, why are they going to get back him? And they missed out on Koulibaly as well from Napoli, yeah. who they're heavily linked. And uh, Romagnoli at AC Milan. Ah, oh, yeah, Romagnoli. Yeah. And they even, uh, I think they were in for Benucci as well, possibly. Benucci as well. I think, yeah. Ma- I think Man City were trying to get yeah, Benucci. Yeah, Man City were in for Benucci. Man City too. were making a, a bigger effort to get Benucci, but he was still linked a yeah. little bit with. So I feel like, yeah. So anyway, I feel like Luis might have. I feel like he would have been a, a. I wouldn't want to say he's a bad side. I feel like he wouldn't have suited Chelsea. Cause especially at the start of the season, they were trying to play in a four at the back because Conte didn't go straight to his three at the back formation. Yeah. And uh, But since moving to his three at the back formation, Luis has just been fantastic, yeah. especially. I feel like he deserves a lot of praise too. After how much hate really he got in his first spell at England, he's just been yeah. brilliant this year. I think um, I think when Conte plays uh, four at the back in a 4-2-3-1 formation with Cahill and Luis, I think yeah. as a partnership, they really struggle. They do, yeah. And they tend to play off form. But no, I think playing three at the back, three. even playing... As Pilaqueta at centre back is a bit of a shock for me because I did, I thought he'd be playing on the right where Moses was playing, yeah. but no, he's done well too. Yeah, he's. I feel like he got, he's quite understated. Yeah, he's a very underrated player, I think. Yeah, he's fantastic. Ex- excellent engine, hard yeah. worker, hard working in the team. Probably one of the best defensive fullbacks in the game. Yeah, at this stage anyway. So, what, how do you reckon this game will go? I feel like uh, Chelsea were able to batter down Swansea three one last week, and I feel like a, a, a Swansea team that's kind of rejuvenated of late too, especially. Yeah. So, how do you feel like? This game will go. I mean, I th- I can see Chelsea winning. Yeah. Um, West Ham at home, they've struggled moving into their new stadium, trouble with the fans and stuff. But uh, I, I I can't see it going any other can't way than a Chelsea, Chelsea win, to be honest, because yeah. they've got an excellent defense. I'd, their defensive uh, strength is just you know what I mean. It's exceptional. I, I I can see them maybe conceding one, possibly none at all, but I can't see them winning. Yeah, I agree. Two with or that. three nil probably. Yeah, Chelsea's Spanish triumvirate also got on the score sheet last week too against Swansea two and Cesc, Fabregas, Pedro and Diego Costa. So Cesc's form, as before, I give my prediction for this game. I just want to talk about Cesc's form quickly. As a as an Arsenal fan, it pains me to see him back on top form, but. Uh, how do you feel the season's gone? Because at the start of the season, he wasn't getting much game time, if, all, if any, off the bench at Chelsea past uh, Kante and Madic. But he's uh, kind of adapted to his new role where he can come on and unlock any defence, really. I feel this is... Uh, I feel like his tactical and discipline was his biggest uh, problem yeah. in, his, in his game up until maybe the season where I he's think kind his, of... his speed too. Yeah, well, possibly. yeah, his speed he's always kind of letting down too. But I feel like he's done fantastically off the bench this year for Chelsea. I feel like yeah. uh, Conte couldn't have managed him any better. Yeah. So that's just something I wanted to point out quickly for myself. But I feel, yeah, I feel Chelsea win. I feel like, I feel like it's hard for anyone to beat them. They just, they don't uh, always uh, stun me when I watch them play. They're not always like, oh my god, like, they're not like Barcelona 2011. They're not yeah. that kind of team. They, but they win. They're relentless, and I feel yeah. like they will pick up another win against. I West feel Ham. as well it being a derby as well. I know a lot of people might say, you know, will there be any red cards? But I can't see any red red cards in this game because in the past. Point. In the past, West Ham and Chelsea hasn't hasn't been known as a dirty derby. There hasn't been lots of red cards. I agree. There's been some great games and goals, but I can't see any any, any bad foul player red cards. That's a good point. And anyway, uh, we're gonna take a quick break for a song quickly, and we'll be back right after it.
Uh, hello and welcome back. As we were talking in the first part of the show about the top end of the table, we're going to move on to maybe the relegation battle now. We're going to talk about Leicester v Hull. So, first things first about this game, what stands out to me is with Leicester, they've just sacked Ranieri. What are your feelings about that? Um, I think it was a shock to a lot of people because after winning the league uh, the, the season before, um, it would have been pr- it, people would have viewed it as pretty harsh, but I just think... Um, I think it was the right decision because I could see them getting relegated with Ranieri. I could see um, the players respond to him, responding to him poorly in the Sevilla game. And uh, I think it was very harsh because of what he's done, but I think it was the right decision. Uh, yeah, well, I see it's quite a taboo topic in the media at the moment as well, especially because uh, a lot of people think he should have stayed. A lot of people are attacking people who say he should have left. But uh, at the same time, I feel like he his performances, not just his, but the entire Leicester team should be... yeah should be uh, held accountable, not just him. I feel like he was a little bit thrown under the bus. I feel the players are the ones who are really at fault here. They weren't, I feel like they weren't playing for him, as you've seen even after the Liverpool game last, just on Monday night. Uh, sorry, I apologise. And just on the Liverpool game on Monday night, they, uh, they managed to win 3-1 without Ranieri, so it shows the effort they seem to put in. Yeah, they they play they they. It was almost like the Leicester of last season in the yeah. game against Liverpool. Energy, creativity, great goals. Vardy running in, running in behind the defense. I mean, I mean, I was. I wouldn't say it was too hard sprinting past Lucas to <sighs> score, but um, you know, yeah, it looked like the Leicester of old. Yeah, it definitely did. And I feel like that's quite a shame for Ranieri. Did you see a statement about how his... his I did, died I did. There's rumours going around that he donated half of his £3 million payoff to, char- to like the Foxes charity, but that's to be, yet to be confirmed, I'm pretty sure, but it's just uh, yeah. it's going around. On the there's, a lot of, a lot. there's a lot of pundits arguing about whether it was the right decision or not. You say, Jimmy Carragher saying that it's a disgrace and there should be a statue of Ranieri, and you have Graeme Souness saying that it was the right decision. So, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a topic in the media that's that has a lot of opinions. Yeah, and they're going to be taking on Hull, who only managed to draw at home to Burnley. That even with Burnley's horrible away record, I think that's only their, their third or fourth point in the season away from yeah. home. And uh, anyway, yeah. So Hull, this is a fact that I've just come across just now off the top of my head. Hull have lost ten of their last eleven away matches in the Premier League, and I feel as good a job as Marco Silva's done with a rejuvenated Leicester. Possibly, how do you see this one going? I can't really see past Leicester if they're going to be playing. I mean. I mean, I have a I have a soft spot for Hull. I'm not gonna lie because I have family there and I do pay attention to them uh, as a club. But uh, I think after Leicester's performance against Liverpool, um, and Hull Hull's per away record and them should they should have got three points against Burnley because I feel like it was a good chance for them to move away from the relegation zone. I mean, I can't see this going any other way than a Leicester win two or three nil or three one. You know what I mean? Ooh. I'd like to see Hull win, obviously, but I mean, their poor away record and possibly Leicester returning back to farm. I just I can't see it any other way than a Leicester win. Yeah, I feel the same way. But Hull did on the first day of the season. Everyone seems to have forgotten that Hull did beat Leicester. They did, yeah. So that was a pretty big win for them yeah. as well to start the season off. So maybe they can repeat the feat. You never know. So I mean, uh, hopefully. So who would you say is probably Hull's most uh, important player going to this game in this big game against the? Uh, I mean. Leicester? I mean, Hull, Hull as a team have struggled for goals. Our our, our best scorer was Snodgrass, but he's gone he's to West gone. Ham. Um, I think I think players in midfield are important for us as well. Yeah. I'd like to see Evandro start, even though he's injured. Um, I think Tom Huddleston is probably a big player for yeah, us he's because he's been he's a pretty good character in the dressing room. He's a great passer. 
Um, he was lucky to score the penalty at the weekend. It was he was lucky it wasn't saved by Tom Heaton, but I think um, he's he's the kind of leader we need to try and steer us away from relegation. Um, and I I would like to see us uh, start Nias instead of Mbakani. Mm. Mbakani Mbakani was a backup for Hernandez. Hernandez got injured and Mbakani came in, but he's just not scoring. He's he's a, he's very he's not very mobile at all for our style play. He's a good aerial threat, but that's really it. So I would like to see Nias start because I fancy him pace wise against Wes Morgan or Robert Huth or Christian yeah, Fuchs. I feel that's a good a good uh, option to go for, especially how with Leicester returning today more, maybe the Brex style now without Ranieri, they might be a little bit more exposed at the back. How do you feel Markovic has done since uh, coming to Hull in the first place from on loan from Liverpool, of course? I mean, he would have he would have been the new hero at Hull if his shot against Man United yeah. had gone and hit the post I mean if if Hull came away winning that game 1-0 it would have been brilliant and Markovic would have been the star of the show but no I think he's done well I think it took time for him to settle in a little bit he started in the cup game a couple of weeks ago and he seemed to struggle a bit he didn't get on the ball enough Um, but I can it depends it depends who we play on the wing whether it's El Mohamedi or El Abdouali or Markovic but no I think he's done well I can't see him starting at the weekend but um no, I think I think he's done okay so far. Yeah, I feel I feel like uh, against Arsenal, especially, he was quite a big threat for him with the ball down the right hand side. I feel like yeah. his, uh, his dribbling skills are quite quite impressive to say the very least. Yeah. So, do you have anything else to say about Leicester whole game? Or just want to give you? Uh, other than it's a clear win for Leicester, no, no, nothing much. I'm starting to feel like Hull could do it. I feel no, like I'm a I don't think so. I think they can do it. I feel like there's a shock coming this weekend, but I don't think it's going to be Leicester Hull. Maybe I feel like I've got a feeling in my belly for a hole now. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So hopefully, yeah. So coming off their uh, EFL Cup win, Manchester United are going to be hosting Bournemouth. So how do you see this one going? How do you think United are going to be feeling after that cup win? I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to be buzzing. I yeah. mean, getting a trophy in Mourinho, um, Ibrahimovic scoring loads of goals. Um, I think um, Bournemouth have a terrible defensive record this season. They mm. They 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 let in a less goals than they did when they had Ake in the team, but I think a big disappointment for them was when he got recalled back to Chelsea. Yeah, definitely. I I would have liked to seen him stay there and play more game time because I really like him as a player. But I agree. Um, Simon Francis and Charlie Daniels, um, just them at the back, I can't see them as a strong point for them. And uh, Ibrahimovic just scoring loads of goals. Um, so honestly, I couldn't see this going any other way than a Man United win and three or four goals in it for United as well because of their great run, great run with Ibrahimovic, and obviously they've just come off the back of a final, final yeah, win. Yeah, I agree with that. And I feel like uh, United, especially, uh, they've had quite a good run as well of late, and uh, so a win for them in Mourinho's first uh, possible trophy to win as a United manager. I feel that's a good, good, st- good, uh, good start to his yeah. reign. There, I would, I would like to see. Um, Ryan Fraser start again. I think he's yeah, I he, he's, he's been he's, he's been quite he's man, he's quite good uh, in the last month and a half, um, two months especially against Liverpool when he came on. Yeah, he was great. In that game. Um, I don't think he's a top class player, but I think he can be a secret asset for Bournemouth in yeah. uh, climbing the table. I definitely think so too. They're in a bit of a slide as well recently. A lot of people are kind of tipping them for relegation. What do you think of uh, people on social media kind of ridiculing United celebrating the EFL Cup win so much? What is your opinion on that? I mean, I'm not sure Liverpool fans can make much fun because we were uh, England's most successful club. 
Um, and we're starting to go down the pecking order a bit. I can't see us winning another, another trophy for a couple of years, honestly. Um, United have won more trophies in 10 months than Liverpool have in 10 years, which oh, is crazy. Dear. Um, stuff, not not afraid to admit that as a Liverpool fan, it's pretty embarrassing. But um, I don't think I think any trophy, bar the Community Shield, shouldn't be ridiculed for winning. I think any other trophy apart from that is is a pretty good pretty good thing. I agree. It can only be a good thing. I don't understand the point of of uh, ridiculing people for winning the trophy. I feel like uh, it's it'd be worse. I understand why how, the way where it comes from because as an Arsenal fan, we were getting. Uh, laughed at for winning the tin pot trophy in the FA Cup, which for me is has always been a big deal for me from uh, from when I was a kid. So I feel like United. I feel going on forward for this season. I feel they've still got two trophies they can challenge for as well. Yeah. And, and I don't want to rule out the Premier League just yet. So maybe three trophies, but it's pretty unlikely for that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I feel like them for this game. They're definitely my tip for this game. Anyway, I feel yeah. quite confident in United win. Yeah. So then, coming up next, we have the bottom of the table, Sunderland taking on Manchester City. How do you see this one going? What are your thoughts on it? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. fancy, I fancy Aguero against the leaky Sunderland defense. Lots of, lots of, lots of per defenders. Um, I think since uh, since Gabriel got a injury up front yeah. for Man City, I think Aguero now is his chance to maybe a get a few players, goals. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, Sunderland have been terrible this season. Um, I think possibly this could be. I said, I said, uh, I feel like there's going to be a shock this weekend. I think possibly Sunderland, maybe possibly could get a two-one win against Man City um, this weekend. Um, Man City have been on and off this season. They've had some good spells and bad spells, um, but no, I, I can see this being a shock at the weekend. Possibly a two-one win for Sunderland. Yeah, see, I can. There's a feeling for me. I feel like uh, Sunderland have uh, got got a. A shock in them, especially against Manchester City. They beat them one 0 a few times at the Stadium of Light in the last five, six years, even. Yeah. And I feel like uh, with them at the bottom of the table, language, I feel like they might uh, start to kick in. Now we're coming to March, due to the time where they uh, start to play well and get themselves out of relegation trouble. Yeah. So hopefully, for Moyes' sake, they can start to do that. Soon. Yeah. I fancy I fancy Defoe against Otamendi and Stones because yeah, they've Defoe. been they've been terrible um, at uh, positioning as the, as the back line and playing offside traps. And stuff like that. So I do fancy maybe Defoe uh, against the defense. Yeah, I feel that could be a, a weakness for City. I feel like that's been pointing out quite a lot too. But I feel like there's no way for uh, to avoid it really because Defoe especially has been one of Sunderland's, Sunderland's best player for the past few years. He's single-handedly almost kept them in the league last season under yeah. Sam Allardyce. So it's an interesting game. I do feel City will take the win in this game though. I feel like uh, Pep Guardiola's methods are starting to... Uh, be applied better towards the city players, and I feel like they're starting to adapt to it quite often, especially with uh, Silva and De Bruyne as central midfielders rather than yeah. for the pitch. I feel like they'll be too much for Sunderland to handle. Uh, moving on next, we have West Brom taking on Crystal Palace. Uh, what do you have to say about this game? Really, Palace got their first win under Sam Allardyce actually at the weekend. So um, that's something I like to play. I mean, an important win against Middlesbrough last week. They needed that win. Um, going away against West Brom, you know, West Brom at home are on and off. Sometimes they'll turn up, sometimes they won't. Um, I think this is a pretty good game to watch as well because it's pretty imperative for Palace to start a run now to get away from the bottom three. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know how it's going to go. Um, but I, possibly a draw. I think I think Palace would be in dreamland if they got three points because, you know, two wins in a row 
especially in the position that they're in in the in the bottom three, would be would be excellent for them. But um, no, I can't see anything other than possibly a one-one draw. Yeah, West Brom did win last weekend again as well against uh, Bournemouth two-one. Dawson and McCauley again get on the score sheet. I yeah. don't I don't see any other centre back getting as many goals as. Gareth McCauley, it's actually insane the amount of goals he gets from centre half. Yeah. But uh, I feel like a draw is probably the best shout for this result too. I feel West Brom, they're not the most exciting team to watch, to be honest. Not I, at I, all. I've not watched a lot of West Brom games this season. And uh, Palace, I feel they're having some issues with Menteke. Apparently, he's had a few. He's had a fallen out with Big Sam, so I feel he might be a big miss for them. He's not been great for them this year, but I feel like he yeah. he has the potential to be the one who single-handedly drags him out of the mire. He's a great player. I yeah. feel I think when he's. I think a good battle. I think I think a good battle in that match, in this upcoming match, uh, Benteke against Dawson and McCall Macaulay. Awesome. As far as as far as a battle, I think it's pretty good. Um, and I think for West Brom as well, sometimes they don't play wing backs at right or left back, so it might be tough for them uh, with the pacey wingers that Palace have That's and the honest. speedy play of Patrick Van Aanholt as well who's yeah. a pretty good signer he for them get on the score sheet last yeah. week too. defensively he's not strong but he chips, chips in with goals yeah. now and then I agree with that completely so I would say probably a draw for myself as well as my prediction maybe one each I'd say nothing too I wouldn't say there's anything really too crazy in that game so then we'll move on to Watford versus Southampton Southampton heartbroken after their 3-2 defeat against Manchester United in the EFL Cup final Gabby Dini has been brilliant since coming in. What are your thoughts on him? How do you think that he'll do this weekend? Um, well, when he when he first signed, I was a bit sceptical. 17, 18 million, I think yeah. it was, wasn't it? Um, which is quite a lot, especially for a player that didn't start a lot for Napoli this season. But I couldn't. I, I, I get why he wasn't starting for Napoli because their the front, in the their, their front three this season, Mertens and Insigne and... And Callihan too. And Callihan too. And Alex out injured as well. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I think coming off the back of losing the final in such a terrible way as well, having a disallowed goal, and um, even Mourinho said, you know, Southampton deserved extra time. I think he was rubbing in a little bit, only I a little like bit. For Mourinho, that would but um, to say. I like uh, Puel as a manager as well. I think he's a good tactician. Um, I think I think they'll bounce back uh, with a win away to Watford, possibly one um, nil or two one. Um, I can see them getting a win after the disappointing final defeat. Yeah, Phil. Gabby Dini at Napoli, uh, his performances as a number as a number nine were quite criticised heavily by a more European-based journalist saying that he is just not a striker and he needs to play as a winger, but he had no real set position. Yeah. He was very good out on the right-hand side for Salvador before he went to Napoli, but he just never really got a good enough run in the Napoli team for me to feel he justified that price tag. But he has been sensational since coming in. Yeah, I think it's a great buy for Southampton as well because... You know, they have Charlie Austin and Jay Rodriguez um, and Gabby Dini as well. Those are Shane pretty, Long too. Shane Long too. Those are some good forwards. Charlie Austin got injured. Yeah. Shane Long's had a bit of an off season. He's had a bit of a poor season too. But, uh, but he's had a bit of a poor season. So they were kind of looking for a striker to bang in the goals. Jay Rodriguez coming back from injury. You have yeah. to fail for him. You know, he's had so many injuries. Um, hasn't hasn't started scoring again. So I think... Um, I think for Southampton fans, it's a pretty it's a pretty big deal for them to have a a good goal scoring striker in their team. Yeah, I feel so too, and I feel like uh, it's going to be a big uh, a big deal for them in the summer too. If people do come in to try and buy them off, and play teams like Liverpool, Manchester United teams yeah. who like to buy off Southampton too. So Van Dyke and yeah, Van Dyke too. Is, uh, he's, yeah. he's injured now as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's so. he's out for a couple of months. Even yeah. even um, 
even Stephen Davis, I, I rate him yeah, definitely right, as a top quality team. player. He's an excellent asset for Northern Ireland. A very underrated player. Um, sure. But I can, I, I think he's a very important player for them too. So we'll, we want to talk about Watford for a little bit before we make the prediction. So how big a miss do you think gallo has been for Watford? I feel like they've not really missed him. I feel like ever since his first uh, maybe six months in the Premiership, he's just faded completely. He just seems to be yeah. non-existent in their team. So I feel like them shipping him off to China was a good decision when they did. They got a decent amount of money from him, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it gives Dini more freedom up front as well because I feel Dini is uh, the better player out of the two. So, yeah, he was he was subject of a 37 million bid in the summer and yeah. Watford rejected it because, I mean, looking at it now, you'd say why they rejected it, but I think he's a bit of a one-season wonder. I feel He'll so. be remembered probably as a, one, a bit of a one-season wonder. I agree too. So what's your picture for this game? 2-1 Southampton, you're saying 1-0? Uh, I'd say 1-0 or 2-1 to Southampton. I, I can I can see them winning. Yeah, I actually see it sticking this one too. Watford don't really inspire anything really me really. They no. seem kind of be on the beach already. They're really, they're mid-table, come to be, I think they're 12th. Yeah. They're, they're, they're placed above Southampton at the table, but uh, I feel like they they probably don't need to yeah. worry about relegation at this stage. Matt, so Sarri, Matt right. Sarri bringing in uh, Zarate and Niang as well. Yeah, Niang I feel was a good sign. Yeah, changing, changing into a 4-3-3 system I think has benefited them a bit more. They're starting to play with a bit more quality, but I think uh, Zarate, Zarate getting injured at the weekend against West Ham will be a big loss big for them because yeah, he's done well since he signed for them. So yeah. I feel Niang is a miss too for, uh, for AC Milan. They've kind of struggled and fallen down the Serie A rankings yeah. and, uh, since losing him, so I feel he was a brilliant sign for Watford for what they got him for. Yeah. So we'll move on now to Swansea v Burnley, uh, another game of, well, Swansea are still quite actually close to the relegation zone, so this is a big enough game for them. How yeah. do you see this one going? Burnley away from home again. You see, the, can you see them uh, repeating the feat and getting a, another draw away from home? Um, poor? I, I don't think so. I think uh, Paul Clement's done exceptionally well at Swansea coming in, especially when they won against Liverpool. I thought that was sens- a fantastic. sensational game for them to win and um, state their belief to avoid relegation. I think they've got a pretty good... Uh, Pretty good asset in Paul Clement. Um, I feel he's a good coach for them, definitely. At uh, at home against Burnley, I can see them winning. They've uh, they've shown better signs at home. I think they've played better football, especially under Paul Clement. They've been they've been decent away from home as well, but um, Burnley's away form's just not been very good. Even though Sean Dyche has done an excellent job this season uh, for them to stay away from the relegation zone, um, but. Yeah, I can see I can see Swansea uh, winning this game, possibly possibly two 0 or two one. Yeah, I see Swansea definitely picking up the win this game, and we'll just quickly glance over the last game too. Stoke versus Borough. Stoke coming off a four 0 walloping away at Spurs, where they were tweeting about Spurs. You're not ready for us this time. We've much improved, but actually now that they lost four 0 they've lost four 0 in their last three games. Yeah. Spurs. So I feel like uh, they might be their pride might be a little bit dented from that one, but uh, Borough have. They just don't score. So how do you see this one going? I mean, this this game for me is probably it's probably the one I'm least looking forward to. I think it I think it I think it might be on the same line as West Brom Palace. Very boring, not a lot of goals. Although Stoke, you know, under Mark Hughes, sometimes they've come off some drubbins this season, three, four, four nil. And then sometimes in the game after they've come back and responded with a win and played really well. Um so I don't know. I think Borough, uh, Middlesbrough definitely need a win to move away from the relegation zone. But with their lack of goal scoring threat and uh, their poor form away from home as well, 
Um, I had I was skeptical about it being a draw, but I think I think possibly Stoke might win this, maybe one 0 Yeah, I feel Stoke might edge this as well. I feel like they do have the potential to play some really really nice football. Do players like Joe Allen, Arnautovic, even Bojan, even though he's yeah. not in the team too much anymore. But I feel like they do have enough of the tank to beat Borough. Borough are very good defensively, but I just can't even see them scoring this game to be honest with you. No. I feel Stoke are good enough defensively as well themselves that uh, Borough's like lackluster front four probably won't be able to break through. Yeah. So, guys, I feel that's enough for this uh, preview of this, this weekend's Premier League action. If you've enjoyed, please let us know any way possible. And we're just going to end up with a song here. So thanks very much, guys. Cheers.